Zoos and aquariums are places people go to find peace and excitement, relaxation and education, and to deepen their connection with nature. But that's only part of their story. Accredited facilities are at the forefront of the conservation movement, working to save species and ecosystems, often in unheralded ways. This podcast tells the story of those efforts. These are their conservation tales. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Conservation Tales, a Rasafari podcast. Today, we are adding a brand new facility to the Rasafari family, and I'm really excited about it. This is also the type of conservation project I'm super excited to feature on this podcast because it is a whole lot of stuff I just never thought of. Shed Aquarium is doing some incredible work to help better understand wild penguin diets in Patagonia. And today, we are going to talk to Megan Venz-Poliski from Shed to break it down. Why does this matter? How does it help with penguin conservation? There's actually a lot to unpack here, so uh, let's hear about it. So why don't we start off by you telling me who you are, where you work, and uh, what you do there. Sounds great. My name is Megan Venz-Poliski. And I am one of the supervisors of the Penguin and Sea Otter team at the Shed Aquarium in Chicago. I love Shed. It's such a cool place. <laughs> thank you. I agree. Yeah. Thank you for being here. And, and while I would love to dive into all of the awesomeness that is Shed, that's not what we're here to talk about today. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about this conservation project that y'all have going on at Shed? Absolutely. So we are working closely with the Argentinian government as well as uh, UC Davis to work on a study with Magellanic penguins in southern Argentina. Um, This population of birds has been researched since 2015, and they know a little bit about where the birds go to find their food. You know, um, a little bit about kind of the nesting that goes on there. But one of the key pieces that's missing is what are the birds eating? Um, some of the fish in that area have migrated north and south. Some of the fish is moving farther away from the coast. And prior to this project that we're working on, the only way to find out what the birds were eating was through a regurgitation protocol. But if the birds regurgitate their fish, then they're not getting those vital nutrients. So that's where shed comes in. We have a microbiology lab here on site at shed that is able to analyze DNA from fecal samples. Yeah, so um, we here at SHED uh, used a few of our birds here as control subjects. So uh, for a few days, we fed them a very specific diet of uh, fish, different seafood, and collected poop samples here so that we could analyze those samples in our lab, pull DNA from the seafood, and and, and confirm that, yes, the DNA samples that we pulled were indeed from the food that we were feeding. Now we've got to take that out into the wild population. So uh, two of us were a part of a team that went down to Argentina. We studied at the Cabo dos Bahias penguin colony, and we set up some very high-tech plastic tarps. Uh, we called <laughs> them, those were our fecal collection devices. Nice. And we set them up right outside of known penguins' nests. 
and collected those samples. And now we're, uh, we're rolling into the analysis process. So um, getting those samples back to the aquarium, sending them through the lab, determining what worked, what didn't work. Um, hopefully this is a long-term partnership, so we'll be able to continue to get data. Well, that's really cool. Um, why do we care? Excellent question. Uh, why do we care? Well, <laughs> as you uh, question your entire career, wait, why do right. we care? <laughs> uh, well, specifically for us here at Shed, um, we have Magellanic penguins that live here in the building. So being able to get out into the natural world and support those populations in the wild um, is really key. Uh, on, a, on a broader spectrum, understanding these birds and what they're eating, understanding where they're going to get their fish, um, also gives us some information about the broader environment. So if the penguins are having to swim farther and farther out to find their food, why is that? Is that because the waters are warming and so their fish is swimming out to colder waters farther from the coastline. Um, so it's giving us kind of a broader look at climate change as a whole, which affects all of us. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm curious when you said that you, you you know they they had to use regurgitation protocols before this. What would that look like? I mean, I know what both of those words mean, but putting them together just seems icky to me. So I can't say that I've ever participated in a regurgitation protocol. Um, so I can't tell you that from firsthand experience. Um, but it's my understanding that they're able to. Um, put a tube down into the penguin's stomach and um, fill it with some water. And then they'll regurgitate the sure. fish. Um, okay. So you'll get some fish pieces. Again, the colony that we're working with, um, the population numbers are stable or declining. That's kind of what we're trying to figure out. Um, and in this particular colony, if we know that it's potentially declining and chicks aren't able to get the fish that they need, Utilizing a uh, regurgitation protocol means that those chicks don't get that food. So right, no, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I I, I understand the need to understand this stuff, but man, I'm glad that you found some high tech tarps to use instead of yeah, that's, yeah, that's I mean, much better. It's it, really low impact, no impact on the birds, um, other than the fact that they're pooping on a tarp instead of on the dirt. Yeah, and from my understanding, birds are pretty much fine pooping on anything, including my yeah. shirt one time in Atlantic City. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> very cool. This is this is really fascinating. And um, you know, one of the things that I find interesting is is while this does have a direct impact on some of the animals in your captivity, it's going to have a larger impact on the animals in the wild, especially since we don't even fully understand what the population is right now, right? Absolutely. Um, what we also know is that populations that are stable in some years, um, you know, farther down the line, if we don't better understand them, then we do run the risk of them becoming uh, endangered and, and vulnerable. So learning as much as we can right now about this population uh, of Magellanic penguins as a whole is key to keeping them healthy um, and, and hopefully being ready should larger threats affect them in the future. Yeah, makes sense. And I'm 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 honestly kind of astonished. I always uh I came into this, you know, world 
assuming that we knew a ton about the animals, at least like that we have in captivity, I know that there are millions of taxa out there and we don't know about all of them, but I've been learning more and more about how much like we know how to take the best care of them. And there is no question that the penguins at Shed absolutely have the best lives. And, and I'm sure there's all kind of data to prove that. But it's just astonishing to me that like, here's an animal that you can take care of every day. And yet we still don't really understand some of the most basic things about them, you know? There is so much more to learn about the penguins. Even while we were down there, uh, we were working on four different research projects that they do on the colony every year. And then our project was actually a part of a fifth project. Um, and that's just the research that they're doing now. That doesn't include the list of other research that's planned. Uh, and this is just one population, one colony of penguins. Um, the colony that we worked with was about uh, 7,000 pairs, which seemed really big to me. Uh, but there are colonies that are 350,000 penguin wow. pairs. So there, there are a lot of birds uh, and still a lot to learn. Very cool. And this is funded by SHED? This is, this is something that is part of SHED's mission? This is something that's part of SHED's mission. So we're working, again, we're working cooperatively with um, Sesamar Conaset, which is part of the Argentinian government. Um, and they've been working on this research again since 2015. And then a partnership with UC Davis and their Center for Latin American Studies. So uh, it was really a collaborative effort bringing together a lot of different people uh, from a lot of different places. SHED is especially good um, a good partner in this project because of our animal care staff that has experience observing and handling penguins. So having us on site, um, some of the tools that they need are tricky to get a hold of. And so we were able to bring some supplies with. Um, and then of course, really the cornerstone is the microbiology lab that we have here. Um, as we get these protocols worked out, hopefully we'll be able to support um, finding a lab, finding the lab equipment so that there can be a lab down in South America. Nice. That's that's very cool. And another thing that I want my listeners to consider is just, you know, you you do take care of animals at shed as well. You're not like a full-time researcher, correct? Correct. Yes. So, and that's Oh, sorry. So I was going to say, so when you go to Argentina or when you are in a lab doing this work, Shed has to figure out how to take care of the animals and to to get staff coverage and all of those things, right? Absolutely. So that's actually one of my favorite things about working at SHED is that our animal care team is also our research and response team. Nice. Um, so we get to do a little bit of everything. Um, I think that's one of the one of the great things about working here is that we not only take great care of the animals that live at SHED and we support their health and welfare, but we also look at the broader world and support their wild counterparts and their welfare. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really exciting thing about working here. We get to build great relationships with the animals in our care, get to learn a lot about them here at shed and then get to apply that. Awesome. I love that so much. Is there anything you want to tell us, uh, other than what we've said? I mean, I think sometimes it's hard to know if you live in the Midwest, if you live in Chicago, uh, maybe you live in a place that you're not close to water or you're not in South America, you know, what kind of a difference can you make? Do I really make an impact? Um, and the answer is yes, everybody can make an impact. And there's so many different ways to do that. 
And one of them is to support accredited zoos and aquariums and the work that they're doing. So if you're wondering, can I make an impact? Yes, you can. And you can do it in a way that's really fun as well. You can come and become a member at SHED or participate in one of our programs at SHED. Um, and that's a great way to support the research and conservation work that we're doing and have fun. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Absolutely. My pleasure. Conservation Tales is a Ross Safari podcast produced, hosted, and theme song written and performed by John Rossi. Fact-checking and editing by John and Dr. Zoe Rossi. Please make sure you hit subscribe and follow along on social media at Ross Safari and at Ross Safari Pod on TikTok. Now, stop listening to me and go visit a zoo or aquarium. <laughs>